All right, welcome. This is Orion Rising. I am your host, Leonard O'Neill. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or good morrow, depending on where in the world you are tuning into the show. Okay, it's Wednesday, so we're doing the Wednesday show, right? Share this out, share this out, share this out. Welcome. There's my ugly mug on the screen for those of you who are following us on the MP4 um, uh, uh, broadcast, not the MP3. For those of you on the MP3, you can only hear my voice. Melissa, welcome. Right? Okay, I'm still looking at what you're saying there. You said that you're more spiritual, right? Um, colors are are more bright and vivid, right? Okay, see, so you're already starting to see that, right? And what a lot of people don't realize now, what those of you you're not sure what's going on, you're hearing, you didn't hear, or obviously uh, Melissa, I'm, she's in the chat, and if you're on the MP3 file, you can't see the chat. So the topic is spiritual life versus non-spiritual life today, okay? And that's just to start with. However, there is a, a, a difference. My brother and I talk about this a lot. And you guys all hear it, especially if you have people going door to door trying to sell you a religion. Right. Um, they always have those catchphrases that people go, oh, no, here we go. They're trying to sell me a religion. And, you know, they always say things like, you know, the, the, if you uh, have God in your life or Jesus in your life or Muhammad in your, whatever religion they're selling, it will completely change your life. And people get turned off on that, and they're like, "Oh my God, here we go with that." So, it, but the but the truth is, the truth is, guys, and those of us who are spiritual, and you don't have to go to a, a box uh, and sit in a seat and pay a tithing uh, to, you know, to uh, get it. Um, that's one thing that you you might be inclined to do, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. I, I always tell people that I'm not ever really um, saying you shouldn't. I tell everybody you have a choice. You can do whatever it is that you want. So some people choose to go to a church, some people or synagogue or whatever, and other people just they choose to be uh, spiritual without uh, needing uh, that leadership or or that box to go to. And you could be, you know, an atheist. Or, or you know, that's the other. That's like the third party, right? You have the you have the people who are who are against religion and church. They don't have anything part to do with that for various reasons. Some are atheists, but others just don't believe or they're actually evil. And they won't either don't admit it to themselves or, 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 or whatever, right? Because they don't really realize the boundaries and what makes up good and evil. Some do and don't care, and they, and they embrace that. Okay, so what most people don't realize is you kind of see it, but you don't really, unless you're spiritual, unless you're a, spir a spiritual person, a spiritual being, you don't notice it as much. So people go through life not realizing that there's there's like different worlds of reality that are going on around you that you're unaware of because you're not in that reality. You see it on television and you, people who are uh, very spiritual, they don't understand some of the stuff that happens. Why would somebody do that? Why would What motivates somebody to do that? That's hideous. You don't realize the world that they live in. Okay, and uh, the the lack, you know, let's let's start with the definition, right? Here's the spiritual definition, the Christian, Judeo-Christian, Western Judeo-Christian definition of, say, purgatory or hell, right? It is the, it is being, in the lack, of, the realm of the spiritual, being separated, from whatever deity you want to insert your deity or belief here, the lack thereof of the light, 
and that would be non-existence of spirituality or the despising thereof uh, and, and living a life which you don't realize is hell or purgatory. You're like, I don't believe in any of that stuff. Even if you're an atheist, you don't believe in that stuff. That's like saying that the sky is not blue because I refuse to look at it. And I refuse to say that it's blue. It doesn't change the fact that everybody looks up, sees that it's blue during the daytime. And that there's stars that come out at night. It doesn't change. That happens whether you like it or not, whether you want to believe it or not. So people who are non-spiritual, they're like, I defy everything about your spirituality. And okay, so explain then. Your theory, and this is what I always tell people, what's, what's your theory of how we got here? Is that Darwinism? We from immortal uh, primordial ooze. We turned into some fish that eventually climbed up on the shore, that eventually uh, became a monkey, that eventually became an ape, that eventually became a gorilla, that eventually became the human, uh, and that we only live this life and this consciousness is a mistake. And once we're dead here, that's it. It's over. And my consciousness disappears for the, all, of, all of time. If I, for an inkling, thought that was the case, I would be the ruler of this planet. And I would kill anyone who tried to stop me. Everyone who tried to stop me. And I'm not even an evil person. Why is that? If I only have one lifetime, I'm going to live that motherfucker to its fullest. I'm not going to sit back and get a mundane job, sit around saying I don't believe in religion or anything after death, but I'm going to choose to not do anything with myself. I'm just going to get by, go to work, come home and pay my bills and get older and older and older until I wink out of existence. That's a waste of space, a waste of time and a waste of your energy. So I have a hard time understanding that with atheists, right? So what is it you're doing that is going to leave your memory for the whole entire universe to know? Well, I don't really care because as soon as they all die, it's going to disappear anyways. Well, then why not become a, like a serial rapist, murderer, you know, uh, go and murder people, kill people. What, 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 why are you not just doing something to, to leave a mark then? Don't care. Just going to chill, right? That's what got us into this problem to begin with. But then you have those people who, uh, are, they may still believe in God. They may still believe in a deity figure, but they're living separate from it again. And you see them and you don't know that you see them. They're the people that are out there on the streets, not just the homeless people, because some of them are very spiritual. They're just down on their luck. Others have mental problems, and, and that's what's going on there. But you see the people that are living the life, right? Everybody calls them like tweakers and drug addicts because that's what they do. They have nothing in them that's any kind of light or spirituality. So their viewpoint of the world is very dark. It's a dark place. And uh, it's completely different than the one who, if you are spiritual in any way, live in. Like Melissa said early on, right? She, here in there, she said the colors are more bright and vivid. That's no joke. And I and I have shown people that with that little quick thirty second uh, breathing technique. That when you're done and you open your eyes, because you were in a higher place. You are closer to the one true creator of the universe. Your energy level and your brightness got brighter. And when you open up your eyes, it, it's the, the whole room is brighter than it was. Not just because you had your eyes closed, not because you closed your eyes and the pupils dilated. And when you opened up your eyes, they had to they had to you know to to uh, you know cover themselves for the light because that continues even after that happens. Once you go back into focus and your eyes have gone back to blocking out most of the light like they would when you have your eyes open and you don't have your night vision, but there's still a vividness about everything and that lingers for a while. 
And the more, right, the more that you you uh, uh, do that, the more often that happens. Let me turn off that banner that I got floating around over there. Um, so the more often that happens, and eventually it stays, right? What is that? Is that is that Maui me my mine? That's a that's a good synonym, good stage name there, right? <laughs> Evening from South Wales, and don't call me sir. Sir was my father, right? I'm I'm Leo. You can call me, uh, you know, Father Leo, Padre Leo, Pastor Leo, Minister Leo, or just Leo, right? That's okay, but don't call me sir, please. <laughs> Sir was my father. Yes, sir. Sir, yes, sir. Right? But hiya. Right? So well, welcome, welcome, uh, South Wales. Well, well, that's all the way down under, right? You don't have anybody down there below you, right? <laughs> you're the you're the you're the beacon from the from down under. Okay, so all right. I'm reading what you were saying there. I think I think if I knew what I believed it would it, 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 it be finished. Uh, and then you said, uh, I'd be finished even, right? <laughs> I'd be finished even. That's funny. I, we used to say that here when, when uh, uh, it's funny that you guys down there in Australia do that, right? Uh, that was, that was from uh, one of the Warner brothers cartoons when he would say something wrong in the character and he would repeat the right word and then say, even after it, that's hilarious that you, that you did that. Right. Lenore, welcome. Uh, so yeah, so share this out, share this out. If you don't see anything in either of the chats, I don't know you're here. I just look up and I see how many people per second per second that we have, right, that pop in and leave and pop in and leave. So I don't know who you are unless you say hello or where you're from. So like I said, share this out, share this out, share this out. So there's different lives that happen around us, right? And when you see it, you go, what the, especially if you're spiritual, you go, what would motivate someone to do that? Here's an example. I live just in the suburb of Sacramento, California, in the United States. This is the state capital of the, of the uh, uh, state of California. I live literally in a suburb. My, my city is Carmichael, and I literally uh, have Sacramento on three sides of us, right? So north, west, and south uh, is all border Sacramento, the city of Sacramento. It's just to the east that I have the two other cities that border Carmichael. So just a Halloween night. Just Halloween night. So Sunday night, two girls took a hatchet to a third girl and almost killed her. What, who does that? If you don't know what a hatchet is, a hatchet is a small axe. It's an axe that you can hold in one hand. It is does have an axe head. It acts just like an axe, but I wouldn't want to take it up against a 30-foot pine and try to chop the tree down with it because it's so small. It would take you, you know, uh, 10, you know, probably three days instead of uh, uh, 12 hours to chop at the tree and, and fall, fall the tree. So they took a hatchet to another girl and started hacking up her body, killing her. And bystanders tackled the girl's and one girl got away, but the girl with a hatchet, they held on to her until the police arrived. And, of course, she rolled over on her friend. Motive has still not been announced on television, so no one really knows why they would do that. But what would motivate someone to take a hatchet and try and kill someone? They were like 18, 19 years old. And the girl was like 19 years old. So they were still in high school mind, right? Divine Tiffany, welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Marcus, hey, I didn't see you, buddy. I happened to look up. There you are. Happy Wednesday. I know it's a great day to have a Wednesday on, isn't it, Marcus? I agree. It's a good day to have a Wednesday on. So, so right, Denise is terrible, right? And that is, right? And you got to wonder what would motivate people to do that. Now, 
same thing. I used to live in Arizona, and the only the only shootouts in Arizona were uh, were between um, bad guys shooting at cops mostly, and um, civilians uh, killing people who were trying to um, uh, come into their house or rob them. Uh, so because it's a right to stand state, people carry guns there. So people are very nice. There's no nobody mugging on you. There's nobody threatening you. Uh, you know, looking at you and going what and threatening you. You know, you're walking driving in a parking lot. Nobody's standing in front of you going what the fuck is your problem because you get shot there. So people go like, hey, sorry, bro, I'm getting out of the way. Because you don't actually have to stop for somebody. You can run them over if they're not in a crosswalk in Arizona. People don't do that on purpose, but that you can. You're, you're outside of your lines. You're right there. You're not supposed to be there. So it's your fault. So if you run across the road and somebody hits you, the driver's not going to be at fault. So, and there's a lot of other states that are the same way. My point of that is the people that are doing drugs and gang banging and all of that stuff, none of those people are, are church going people. It's not like the movies. I, I mean, it is on an organized higher level, like the mob. Yeah. Those guys did go to church and still did all that stuff. Right. But they were really not living the life of spirituality or spiritualism because if they were, they wouldn't be killing people, robbing people, beating people up, breaking legs, burying bodies in Jersey or whatever. They wouldn't be doing that. That's lawlessness. And that's against the, the, any code of conduct for anyone who's spiritual. So people don't realize the duality and the nuances of, of what's going on. A lot of it has to do with your mindset and your mindset has to do with your spiritual uh, mindset. If you're a spiritual person, you see things more positively than you do negative. Even in your life, you take things that are negative and you turn it to a positive. You start becoming more of a, you know, a, a half full as opposed to a half empty glass re reference there with the liquid in it. But some people say, well, that's half empty. Some people say that's half full. Do you see the difference? One's an optimist and one is a, a pessimist. So people are like that anyways. But when you start, you know, spirituality does lift you up. When you hear them say those words, they're not just words. It literally lifts you up because when you become more spiritual, your your body vibrates at a different level and you become more bright. You become more nice, kind. It changes everything about your life. It does. People tend to hate to hear that because especially people who don't want to have anything to do with any religion. And I try to tell people it doesn't have anything to do with religion. Religion is an institution that has been corrupted into that religion from a spiritual um, mindset or a spiritual practice. The religion has become the money-making machine that, that is trying to conquer the planet. The more people we can get converted to our religion, the more money we have, the more money we make. So, Therefore, greedy people got a hold of, evil people got a hold of all the churches and corrupted them. But that doesn't mean that the church in and of itself and the, and the mystery of that is corrupt because it's not. That pisses off evil, right? Because they were hoping that that would happen, and it didn't. People are oblivious to that. They don't care about that because they have the spirit within them, and things are brighter, and they see that. What happens when you do that, and I hate to say this because there's people out there that are going to get angry and go, see, you're just a minister, and that's why you're saying those things. It has nothing to do with that because I'm not trying to preach Christianity or, or any other religion. Because I don't believe in religion. I believe in spirituality. That's why I don't, right now, I'm not running a congregation. I don't have a church inside of a box where I'm trying to get people in the seats because I don't believe in that. Right. The seats that you're in are right now are the seats that I want you in, wherever it is that you are on this planet. Paying attention to what I have to say is exactly what Jesus was preaching and Muhammad was preaching. Just the two out of the big four. Right. 
So, because that, that ideology is sound, that spiritual ideology is sound, that you don't need the religion. Some people need that orthodoxy. Some people need that. It's just like with alcoholism. It's just like with drug addiction. It's just like with dieting that they need a coach to keep them going because they have low self-esteem or they're not used to coaching themselves because of that. Uh, So they're not used to being in charge and, and staying on track because they've always have somebody to take care of them. Do you see those people need that? And, and you just, you're going to need it. And you're going to have to do it until you get to a place where you can be on your own. And that's the way I take the approach as well. And anybody who knows me knows that, that if I'm in any way guiding you, I'm not doing it because I'm trying to keep you stupid and then giving me money. I'm doing it in the hopes that one day you're not going to need me anymore. And then I'm going to watch you and you're going to be teaching me because the quicker I can teach you what I know and what took me 54 years to get to, the quicker I can give that to you, the faster, if you're younger than me, or even if you're older than me, the quicker I can get that to you, the quicker you get to where I am and move beyond me. That's the hope of, a, of the best master and the best teacher is that one day he'll be outdated and have to learn more because his students are now the teachers. And that's exactly what we try to do over and over and over again. And he said, we'll, we'll always need you. Uh, there'll, there'll come a time when you won't, honestly. I don't, I'm not arrogant and, 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 you know, and presumptuous to think that, you know, there's people, there may be people that their whole lives, they may depend on me. And that's very possible too. Um, but my hope is in, in, if I'm doing my job correctly, then there'll be a time when you like listening to me, but you know that you don't need me anymore. And I'm the old guy in the room, right? <laughs> we listen to him. He loves to talk, but we're, he's we're telling those stories over and over for 60 years now. Uh, he's, he's special, right? Hopefully I don't get to that point where I don't remember that I'm doing that, right? It, it could happen though, because my mother has Alzheimer's. It runs in the family, right? So, so it's possible that I will get to that at some point and sit there going, well, yeah, I remember in 1752, there was a time, you know, we kind of do that now. Okay, but back to the on point here. Oh, I said okay, and my phone uh, tried to to go and do something here, uh, and then I have a text. Let me see what that is, and just in case there's something crazy going on in the universe that I'm unaware of. Oh, <laughs> my sister, how long are you going to be on air? Let me answer her. Not sure. <laughs> So, so, so obviously she must have something she wants to talk about. Um, one of my sisters, that's, that's hilarious. How long are you going to be on air? I have no idea until I get tired of speaking or I run out of things to say. Okay. So back on point. So now you have people who say things that are defeatist because they're uh, apart from, they're separated from the light. They're separated from that energy. They're separated from the love uh, and the light of that energy. And some defy it. I don't want to have anything part of it. Some are angry and they don't want to forgive themselves. So they point to God and say, it's your fault. You allowed my mom to die, my dog to die. Why would you let that beautiful, innocent child of mine die? And, and it's all your fault because you, now they believe in God. <laughs> Right now they want to talk to God, but it's because they want to say it's all your fault. You did all this. It wasn't had anything to do with me. Didn't have anything to do with the decisions I made in life and what I turned my child into. 
and that my child followed in my footsteps because I'm the one who was who was the person who was their their imprint and my life was was so crap that I didn't think it was crap because it was my life and then usually what happens is they look back when they're in their 50s and go well I was fucked up pardon my language man I screwed my kids up it usually takes until they're old before they're about to die when they're starting to make peace with themselves right and they have the wisdom now to see it and they go man I was a horrible parent I can't believe my kids even have anything to do with me. That doesn't happen all the time, but it does happen a lot. I've watched it happen to people that I thought were good people, decent people, but yet they were treating their family like shit. And then all of a sudden in their sixties, turn and watch their son doing the same thing they did 35 years ago and realize that's what I did. And that's why he's doing that. And they're like, wow, I was a terrible father. Well, not really. You were a decent father. You just didn't know what you were doing because you didn't have any spirituality, but I can't tell people that because you have to learn it on your own. But I'm telling you guys that, right? And when we say that, well, like I said, I talk to my brother about this all the time. When we say that the closer you are to your maker or your spiritual Godhead, whatever you want to, however you want to look at it, whatever religion you want to put there or spirituality you want to put there with whatever deity name, it doesn't matter the name. That stuff changes anyways. If you read any of the Gospels, and I don't mean the ones that are actually in the Bible, but those two, I'm talking about all of them, the ones that are in all of the different Bibles and the ones that are taken out of all of the different Bibles. They're out there, not all of them, because we didn't find them all yet. I'm sure of that. So, but the cash that we do have, the the uh, you know the uh, the uh, record, I was going to say the Akashic record, but that's a different story because all of it's up there. Uh, once you get to access that, you don't need to worry about Dead Sea Scrolls or something buried in the sand anymore. But if you read all of those, it's basically, they're all basically the same. They have three storylines that they're telling you. One is the storyline of creation. One is the storyline of the deluge uh, uh, thing that happened all over the world. That's how big it was, but it affected everyone. So all of the peoples all around the world um, talked about that, the Ice Age and, and, and that, right? So all of those things are kind of the same, and and they're very positive but then you have the negative aspect of some of the storylines where um they're very accusatory and angry i just got done reading the um uh the book of enoch and most of the book of enoch is just like wagging the finger at the evil people and you shall be held accountable and you horrible hideous evil you will be this and that will happen to you and that and it repeats over and over because most of those are um, parables uh almost all of the gospels that you read if you if you're actually able to translate them they're all parables and they're saying things um, the exact same thing over and over and over and over again in different ways and your understanding will come and go at different places because it was designed that way uh, so that you would only understand it if you're capable of actually understanding uh, across the spectrum multiple um, forms of speaking. Uh, if you, especially if it's like in, in translated to English and you have English as your first language, when you listen or you read these gospels, you're gonna you'll you'll you have would have been exposed to older English and modern English and post you know, uh, and, and everything in between Shakespearean, the way they talk, the, the way that the, uh, 2000 years ago, they talked in the old Testament and all of those different ways of speaking are, are, uh, ingrained in each one of those parables. 
Right. Yeah. So Melissa says, you know, you know, pointing fingers for guilt. And, and so that, you know, when you start pointing fingers at someone else, you're the guilty one. You're the one that's failing and that, and you don't realize that you have to admit that to yourself. Right. Julie, welcome. Hello. So I know you're yeah late over in the UK, right? You'll have to watch later. It is. I know it's, it's four here. So it's 10 there, right? You're at least eight hours ahead of me. <laughs> so it's like midnight. Right? We're about to switch again to daylight savings time coming up, I think, this week. Uh, so we're going to we're gonna uh, fall back. So like right now, it would only be 3.30. In a week from now, it'll be 3.30 exactly at the same time or 3.26, according to my watch or my clock on my computer. So have a great night. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, tune back in later in uh, 11.30. See, that's what I thought. It was either 11.30 or 12.30. It'll be 12.30 for you when I go backwards. <laughs> One hour. Because you guys don't do the time change over there, do you? I don't think you do. We do over here, and that's stupid, right? But they did that because of farming and uh, and stuff, so that, that people weren't up until um, you know going to bed at like five, because the sun sets at five o'clock uh, where I'm at in this part of the uh, world. Um, so right now it's at six p.m. But once we go back, it'll be at five p.m. The sun will be going down. I remember during daylight savings time when I would uh, leave to go to work, I would get up and be dark outside. I would go to work, and by the time I came home, it was dark outside. <laughs> Working just an eight-hour day, right? Oh, you guys did it. We did it this past Sunday. Oh, we'll catch up. Yeah, we'll be back. Uh, we'll go. We'll go backwards in time, and in uh, on, on this weekend we have that coming up. Yeah. That's funny. Stupid. <laughs> I said, when I was in Arizona, we didn't do that. Some of the states here in America don't do a time change. And three quarters of Arizona doesn't do a time change at all. So it's weird to get used to the, the sun being, you know, out until 11 or 12 p.m. before it gets dark in the winter in the summertime. But uh, but in the wintertime, then, you know, it, it gets dark around 6, <laughs> you know. Uh, and it's light like at 4 in the morning. So it's crazy. Yeah, Julie says, yeah, my husband hates it, right? So, yeah, I'll catch up to you. <laughs> I'm in the past. And then I'm going to move to the past and catch up to you. That's hilarious. And one of those parodies will screw your brain. Right? I'm going to go backwards one hour in time to catch up to you in the future. Because you already went backwards one hour in time. <laughs> So not only you're in the future, but you're in the past, and I haven't gone to the past, and I'm in the past. Gotta love that. Vicky, welcome. My voice is messed up. It's probably because I'm um, I'm bumping this microphone, and it makes the microphone jiggle, and when that happens, my voice gets messed up. However, my voice is also a very weird-sounding voice uh, because I almost lost my vocal cords, uh, and uh, they were fused for a long time until the, the cyst came off and then i had this voice but when i was doing this before bouncing into this every time that moves it screws up my voice so i apologize for that yeah that's because i'm not done not touching the microphone anymore <laughs> yeah because i'm not touching the microphone not hitting it i realized i was doing that when i was talking like right there i jiggled it so my my uh, mustache hit it my my lips hit it so <clears throat> So there's different types of people that are living at the exact same time and, and people see things differently and they don't realize, um, right? Yeah. Night mate. Have a great night. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> so you get people that their life is crap, right? And that's because of the way they live. Uh, and it, it doesn't mean that, you know, that, that you're, uh, condemned. It just means that you've chosen, the life path that has nothing to do with spiritualism at all. And because of that mundane life, you, you have, you have these obstacles that you don't have running into you 
because when you're um, a, a spiritual, you're a more positive being. So your mindset and your intention in everything that you put out to the universe is completely different than when you don't have any spiritualism in your life. So that whole, man, every time I take one step forward, I take two steps back. That's a very negative, passive, pessimistic, pessimistic attitude. And when you have that as your mindset, that's what you're putting out to the universe. Man, my life is shit and the world's going to hell in a handbasket. And all you see is all the negative because that's where you live. You live in the negative. So therefore, that's all you see. And you think that's the rest of the world is the same way. On the other side of the spectrum, if you've never lived in that reality, you don't understand that reality. And most of the time you would never perceive it until something happens and it becomes uh, apparent on the news. And then you're just flabbergasted. What is that? Why would people, what would motivate someone to, to take people's bones and make furniture out of it and eat their flesh? And what is that so hideous? My God, because you have no concept of that life. And, but, but it's happening at the same time, right here, right next to each other. You're interacting with people who think they're in hell because they are. Because the definition of hell is the lack of the Holy Spirit in your life. That is purgatory and that is hell by definition. So when people say, you know, oh, the world's going to hell, it's not going to hell. Part of this world is hell. It's, it, hell or heaven is where you reside. You, and I'm pointing to my head for those of you who are on the MP3 file, where we're me, where I, where you, in my heart and in my mind, in my soul, if I'm a good person, then I surround myself with good people because I want to have that in my life. Your life becomes simpler and easier and happier because you are, because your intention towards life is simpler, easier, happier. Then things still happen bad. That happens to all of us, but that's what, that's what motivates us to continue moving. Right. I'm not I'm reading what, what everybody's saying. Una said, yes, that is the the one. Is it gimme? What is it? Jim pie pyramid? I don't know what that's. I think that was you're speaking into the thing and it's not printing what you're trying to get. it. Uh, it's an important uh, ancient site that uh, they want to put a four lane highway through it. Oh, yeah. You got to love that. Right, I didn't know that. Is that over in Ireland or is that in Australia? Australia, I think it's in Australia, huh? So, right, and, and Melissa's saying it's almost like a, a, it's almost like a weak smack, a tap, and you see positive things in media. Yeah, you start actually seeing things more positive, even when the media is trying to spin it to be negative. Well, and, and Denise, that's what happens. See, that's exactly where I was going to go with this. Is that once you start you know, down that path of spirituality, you start reevaluating the people around you because now you're outgrowing them. Only the people that are positive will, will uh, catch up to you or be anywhere near you and acceptable to you. And all of those people who are negative start becoming toxic to you. And you realize that. And so what she had said was I had to remove myself. Uh, I had to remove myself from some negative people. Not not good for me because I'm so positive and that they were bringing me down. Absolutely. That's what happens. You find that your taste in music will change, your movies, what you read. You all of a sudden don't want to have that negative stuff in your life. So you stop watching horror films 
Uh, you know, you'll you'll watch murder mysteries, but it's uh, that's because there's a good guy trying to solve the puzzle. And you stop watching the, all that other stuff, the slasher films. It doesn't mean anything to you anymore. And, it, and then, then you, you start to change the music you listen to, the foods that you eat. Every every decision you make starts becoming more positive because it's becoming from a positive place because you're becoming positive. You're becoming a being. You are a human being. You are being alive. You're being here. You're being now. You're being one with the energy of the universe that is positive. So positivity gravitates towards you, right? We, have to, we talk about the law of gravitation or the, or, or, or uh, what's that law? The, you know, the, you get what you put out to the universe. I can't wait what it's called right now. A law of attraction. Thank you. And <clears throat> that came from either one of you guys' minds or, or my guy just popped it into my head because it wasn't my thought. <laughs> So, so the law of attraction will then uh, completely uh, surround you with those type of people because that's what you're looking for and all those people find each other. I noticed when I was going to church on a regular basis that I was uh, eventually hanging out with those people more than I was anyone else, right? And doing stuff with them and doing things with the church. Now I was a knight, so that was kind of required. But, but you know, my point is because we were uh, going out of our way to do good deeds for free to help people out scholarships uh, for kids that, that needed it to get to college from a needy family. We would pay for them to go. Uh, and, and that happens all over the world, right? And that's just the Knights of, of Columbus. And there's other organizations around the planet. Peter, welcome, my friend. So, yeah. Okay. So the Queenland's government. Okay. So it is over there. So yeah, fight for that, man. Don't let them put a highway through that. Don't let them do that. I can't believe that they just want to knock that. They want to knock down everything. The progressives that are in charge of this planet want to knock down anything that has anything to do with our past. All of it. Because our past is the key to the future. That's why they wanted to get rid of all the books in the Gnostic Gospels. The, the you know, all those different books that were in there that now when you read them, they're all prophecy as to what's happening right now. And, and I know that because all of them said, and then I locked this up, and this is what I've told you, like Enoch and Peter and a few others, that what I've said to you now will only be understood by uh, other people, right? So, yeah, no, I agree. I agree. That's just crazy, right? <laughs> and... Yeah, I agree. And it's not as, yeah, it's beyond a joke, right? Uh, they're talking about the um, people trying to put a highway through a sacred uh, pyramid over there. So, yeah, wash hands, right? Like, like, uh, you know, like Pilate, right? <laughs> yeah. So, where was I? You totally threw me off. <laughs> so, because it is important. I'm not, I'm not trying to downplay that and say that it's not, right? Because um, it is. I agree with you. Uh, it's important slash terrible. Absolutely. I'm not trying to, that's why I was like, fight, fight, you know, um, Vicky, welcome. Right. Uh, and like I said, Peter, welcome, buddy. No, I didn't watch the video yet, but I'm going to Peter. He just asked me, did you watch the video that I sent, uh, the truth beyond God's no, not yet. I I've gotten a lot of videos from people and I'm trying to catch up because I was also trying to do, get through all of the Gnostic gospels and the book of Enoch and reread the Emerald tablets, uh, and reread revelation, uh, and all that stuff, because I was starting to realize that I actually am able to figure them out. 
Um, so, you know, another person that I know, me and other people that are saying, you know, that this is the time when we're actually supposed to be able to unlock those things and remember. So this is the time that it's pertinent that we know those things. And I'm realizing that I've read these books my whole life and never understood them. And now I actually understand them. So I'm either in a place to where I can do that, or this is the, those times when we're supposed to unlock these things. That's why I'm doing a lot of talking about that because I've read these books before and didn't get what I'm getting now, right? I talked to my brother about that, and he said uh, something very profound but simple, uh, that you could take any scripture in any passage in any scripture and read it right now, and you will realize that you learned something from that right now that you never learned before. And I, and I said, right, because now is where you are at your highest in spiritualism than you have been in your life because you're still striving to learn and raise your vibration as much as possible. So if I read something today and then go back uh, three weeks from now, I'm going to find something again because I have changed. And he said, correct. And if you don't, you haven't changed. You're not doing something right. And that was a great conversation because it was the truth. So, yeah, Reese, welcome. And yes, we need to say save that. I don't know why I was saying that wrong because because it, it looks like it's it looked like it's Jim Pie. So that's got to be wrong, right? Uh, pyramid. So tell uh, explain to me the the uh, enunciation of that word because I I don't know and it sounds obviously um, uh, native or or original Aboriginal. Uh, but yes, it needs to be saved. My lord, it needs to be saved. They the the they have destroyed more stuff there. The Australian government than I even want to. Uh, talk about because I've talked to Stephen and Evan Strong many, many times over the years and talked about all of the things that they were destroying before, uh, including all the elongated skulls that we finally, Graham Hancock finally stole a few <laughs> and gained access to the other ones from a couple museums. Uh, so, yeah. Okay. So, so, so Jimpy, so this, the two eyes, right? Or, yeah. So there's two G I I M P Y. So Jimpy, is that, am I saying that right? Okay, so, and that, yeah, I can't believe that they're even, they should, I mean, you know, they can make money by by sending the highway near it with an off-ramp and, and a big sign and a booth that says historical landmark, you know, what, you know, $5 <laughs> entrance fee to go and look at it and then rope it off like they've done with so many others to where you can't do damage, but you can see it. Oh, so with the g sound, not the j sound. Ah, okay. So jimpy. So the so the g is hard, not soft. It's not a j sound. All right, I get that. Thank you. That's what I needed. I needed the phonetics, <laughs> right? So so yeah, with the g sound, right? So gimpy, like okay, gimpy pyramid. Am I saying that right now? That was good. Good on to you, Reese. Thank you for that. Okay, and and moi me my. <laughs> And moi, moi, sounds like moi Thai. Moi me my. That's good. So thank you guys both for for giving me that that phonetic um, translation there, so that I actually get the, how to say that. I don't want to say things stupid and sound stupid and not say them right. <clears throat> and I was ignorant to the name. I knew that there was a pyramid there, and I knew what was going on, but I didn't know that name of it or how to say it. And I think Stephen told me, and I just forgot the name. Right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Gareth, right? Is that how you're saying that, Gareth? So, so people are living 
in a dual state of energy where in, in their reality is hell and your reality is not. And even people who are atheists and don't believe in, in any, any kind of God, they're still good people, so they're not living in a hell. They, those people would be more in a purgatory because they're uh, separated. <clears throat> Pardon me. <clears throat> they're separated from the spirit by choice, but they're not doing. They're not haven't done that because they're evil. So that's a third category. That that that's why I say purgatory would go to them because they're not suffering, uh, being separated. They've chosen to do that, but not because they're defying the 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 Holy Spirit. It's just they don't believe in it. And so they're not not focusing on it. Those people usually focus on mundane things like survival and wisdom and love and still those things that are positive. They just do it without the aspect of a religion or a, or a uh, spiritual philosophical ideology. Right. So that's where you have that extra category. That's not that's not all the way the pendulum to hell. It's not the pendulum to to uh, to heaven or the path, but it is the purgatory in between because you haven't chosen at this point, one side or the other. <clears throat> and all three of those realities are happening simultaneously right here next to you, right here next to me. Literally, when you're in the store, there's somebody that's standing in the store that is evil, walking around. They believe they're in hell and they see nothing but evil and they hate people and disdain. And then you have people that are completely the opposite and some that don't care. And you just walk around amongst people and not knowing who's what. Because that's we don't because we still are veiled. Right. But we still have instincts when people are evil, like, I don't like that guy. I don't like the way he smells or I don't like the way he looks or, you know, we have those instincts. Yeah. Evan and Stephen Strong are trying to save the site. The powers that should not be won't, uh, so they won't destroy it. Agreed. I'm actually going to be speaking. Uh, we just missed the head of conference. It was just the other day, last week. Uh, today's Wednesday. It was uh, Friday or Saturday of last week. And I actually missed it because of my link, for some reason, I got to talk to Evan. He sent me a link in my email so that I could watch it and I couldn't get in. So I didn't get to see it. Um, so I don't know if I messed up and did something wrong, but I didn't get to see it. Um, but I'm going to be speaking at the one here in, in this month of November that's coming up. I will be there talking about uh, the creation of uh, of uh, the universe, the creation of us people, creation of the people on this planet, where we came from and what I've heard off world as well as on, right? They have to do with that. So you saw the conference. It was good. Oh, everyone they do is great, right? I was going to have them on like I normally do. If you look back in their archives uh, for the last, this year of 2020, I've had them on to promote almost everyone every month, uh, except for when I had a problem uh, with my Wi-Fi uh, one month and I was in the hospital uh, last week. So I didn't get to do the one for last week. We were going to do it the week prior and something happened and we couldn't do it with scheduling. We were going to do it the week of, and I was in the hospital. <laughs> and then, so Evan said, let's wait uh, another week. So it, it we're, uh, we were talking about this week and he said, let's give you another week to heal. So next week I will be probably on Wednesday. If not, we'll figure it out. Usually it's a weird day, like a Tuesday. Uh, however, I'll, I'll make sure that you guys know when and I'm going to have them on again to speak about uh, the upcoming conference that's dealing with that. Where is this? Are you talking, uh, Vicky? Were you asking about the um, the conference, or the we're talking about the uh, site in Australia that Stephen and Evan Strong are trying to uh, help save, and they they've been putting on concert uh, concerts and uh, events where people were speaking conferences. Thank you uh, for people to to uh, uh, to talk about that, try and drum up business to stop 
the government from destroying these sacred sites that they're finding in Australia. And I'm uh, helping promote that. And I'm going to be a speaker on the next conference. Uh, I don't know when, but I'm going to be a speaker on that conference uh, coming up this month uh, in a couple of weeks. I'm not sure exactly the date right now because I was unprepared for that. I didn't grab that. <laughs> uh, right. Okay. So Moy says that I agree, and I and uh, and I know I watch all. I've watched it all. So you've watched all of them. They're like on what uh, thirteen or fourteen now. I think fifteen is coming this month. Fifteenth conference. Uh, love it. You'll enjoy the the recent one, but it's mostly about the the gimpy pyramid okay what's that's exactly uh what they're focusing on this time and i think next time we're going to be focusing kind of on that again too right because it's on the line right yeah the 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 uh, vicky the government wants to to trample it over and put a highway through it it's a sacred pyramid they just want to destroy it and, because they don't want anything from the past to be known by any of us that's why these these countries like china communist countries these regimes that are progressive and, uh, and, and ruled by an iron hand can't have past, can't have religion, can't have spiritualism in their midst because they're against all of that. So they have to destroy it. That's what was going on here in the United States and around the world during this pandemic is that they were trying to destroy all history from the face of the earth and, and blame it on racism and blame it on anything they can blame it on so that they can destroy that and have a righteous uh, reason for it. And that is literally just trying to take away like they when they burned Alexandria. Who did that? They did it. They did it. The Caesar in Rome burnt down their own archives. Why? Right? Why? Because he was eradicating the memory of the human race from the human race. They've done it over and over. Uh, and that's what they did with the Council of Nicaea. And eventually David did the same thing. All these councils that have been put together uh, with Constantine and the others took all these Bible books out, more books out of the Bible than there are currently in it, especially the, the New Testament, right? And we're finding those because people skirted them away and hid them, and they surfaced, right? And, and we started translating them and figuring them out, and now we're starting to understand them. So they don't want all that. They want us to not know any of that because if you know your past, then you know what evil does cyclically which means during the cycle of when evil is trying to take over so you not only learn what what uh, um oh that's funny right i just got a notification we're talking about steven and evan and i just got a notification evan williams strong to our alien ancestor chapter 16 your tickets link to share is so he just emailed me with the link to the next show well, I was just talking about that, guys. Isn't that ironic? He must his ears must have been burning. <laughs> so, so I just got an uh, email that just came in that has my link, the proper link for me to. So thank you, whoever just uh, told him that. Uh, if if well, you guys are out there, whoever that was, because somehow he picked up on the fact that my link didn't work and sent me a new one. That's badass, guys. Thank you. <laughs> so. Yeah, see, yeah, so pickle. So Peter says pickleball burnt down Notre Dame, one of the oldest churches. I've I've not had a, a mess on his on this planet. All the history of the world disappeared overnight. Yeah, okay. There's another example. Notre Dame burnt down with all shit ton of history 
just like the archives at Alexandria with scrolls and all this stuff. And I, and I agree, it was done on purpose, right? Yeah, leaders burnt it, etc. Yes, right? I know, the timing, right? Wasn't that hilarious, Moy? I, we're literally talking about that, and I, and I say that. Oh, my link didn't work, and all of a sudden, he heals, emails me a new link. Maybe they're listening and didn't say anything. Maybe they're on air, and he, he heard that, and he just didn't say he's here, right? That's hilarious. So, yeah, so Notre Dame burns down, weird, right? With all everything that was there. Alexandria burns down, weird. It's the powers that should not be destroying archives so that people don't know. It's They're afraid, they're scared, they know that they've lost. And here's here's the thing that we try to tell people, and this is where it's, I'm going to sound very Christian, uh, but it is true that everybody, I tell people this all the time when they're going, oh man, the world is just getting scary and the evil people are just doing so much hideously evil shit. I, I can't believe they're getting away with it. Well, they've been doing that all the time for all along. You just haven't understood it. You just haven't been in a place to where you actually see them for what they're doing. And now it's new to you, so you're freaking out. I can't believe they're doing this. How come no one notices? They've been doing that, exactly what you see in front of your face your entire life. You're just now starting to see it for the first time. That hasn't changed. And once you start to realize that, you'll go back in your memory and you'll go, these people have been like this the whole time and I was asleep. But now I'm awake and I actually can see them for who they are. Do they know that I can see them? No, they, they're having a hard time admitting that to themselves, which is their own downfall. That's their hooperist. That's their, that's their arrogance. Uh, that they can't possibly be seeing us. We've done this. It's been this way the whole time. Like them doubling down on the whole um, critical race theory thing. That was their undoing. Is their undoing. But see, what you guys don't realize is that, that you've already won. The battle's already over. They just haven't given up yet. They just keep continuing to fight because they're defiant and they're going, no, we're stronger and we're going to win. The moment that Jesus sacrificed himself and became a martyr and then the moment that Mohammed sacrificed himself and became a martyr was their undoing already. And those were not the first incidents of the what I call the Christ phenomenon, right? And I've proved that. I'm going to be talking about that this weekend because I have a, a speaking conference on the 6th that um, that I, I, don't, I have. Let me hear. I'll put it up in the chat for you, a link for you in the chat. I actually was prepared with this one. <laughs> right. So I'll, I'm going to put this. Let me get it up here. And let me put this in the chats for you. You can see it and I'll read it to you for those of you who are on um, MP3. This is a link to a, a Facebook interface. Uh, it's an it's the event that I'm going to be uh, a speaker at uh, this this coming weekend, and it's our ancient galactic origins, right? And that is uh, being put on by uh, Aaron Fowler, psychic shaman. Uh, and those those tickets for that are eleven dollars and eleven cents per ticket. And there's going to be a two hour uh, uh, conference, and we're going to have everybody's going to be speaking like for thirty minutes. I think he said I was the first speaker, unless that's changed. Uh, and in, uh, I don't know exactly the time that it starts. I don't know that it's in here. I don't see it. Um, but there is a time. I just haven't found it here and clicked on it when it's going to start. But it, it's going to be central time uh, USA. Uh, so you'll have to, once I figure that out, I'll let you know what that is. But there's the link. Oh, it's right here. Saturday, November 6th. This is uh, our time, right? And America time, uh, tw uh, 2021 at 12 p.m. That's 2 p.m. Uh, Pacific daylight time. Um, I think he's got that backwards. <laughs> <laughs> he's got that backwards because if it's 2 p.m. daylight time Pacific, uh, it's going to be later in the east because we're all the way in the west. So I think it's 12 noon 
uh, Pacific time, 2 p.m. Um, um, uh, Central time. I'll have to check with Aaron. That's that's uh, that, that can't be right because if it's noon, his time, it's going to be eight, uh, you know 10 mine or 11, 10 or, or or less. My time, not 2 p.m., not two hours ahead. So he's got that backwards. I'll have to mention that to him. Uh, so that may change for the time, but it is that day. It's the 6th, and it's probably going to be noon or 2 p.m. Uh, um, my time, and I don't know which yet. Right? So the, you'll have to adjust that to your time. I'll, have, I'll try to have him hammer that out as soon as possible. So you guys should take a look at that. And and uh, then the big conference is coming up later this month with Stephen and Evan Strong, and I will be speaking at that engagement, and I think I'm getting an hour there. I don't know. And that one is $22.22, but it's uh, it's uh, Australian. So if you're in Australia, it's $22.22. Uh, if you're in America, it's like 18 something or maybe a little bit less. You get a discount because the American dollar is worth more than the than the uh, Canadian or the Canadian. Sorry, the Australian. OK, and that's going to be basically the same because it is literally that, you know, our, our uh, um, ancient galactic uh, origins again. So it's, gonna, it's the same summit one. Uh, Aaron is, is uh, starting out small. I did that. I actually started out big, but then had to downsize because I couldn't do these big conferences, run the whole thing and, and take care of my mother at the same time. So I had to downsize uh, as well. So he's starting small with just a couple hours and then moving uh, into larger uh, uh, webinars. And I'm still trying to plan some as well. I'm just trying to get all my health back together and all this stuff. And then I'll be having people on as well, uh, like Miguel uh, on here on Wednesdays with me, if I can swing that. Uh, he said he's fine with it. I just didn't uh, contact him this week uh, to come on here. So you have this duality. You have these people that are trying to destroy all of everything that would give you any hint as to what went on in the past, which would then give you uh, pause and information and wisdom as to what you need to do for yourself to become spiritual to then graduate. Uh, and, and, you know, they, they tell a bunch of lies in there uh, trying to get you to think, um, you know, yeah, they're going out of their way to try. This is uh, Una said they're going out of their way to try and destroy us as many important and, and sacred sites on the planet as possible. Or so it would seem. No, you're absolutely right. Uh, and that's what they were doing. They're doing it here in the United States, Australia. They're doing it everywhere. They're in Ireland. We talked about that. They're doing it all over the world. It's because if they can take your spirituality away from you, which is what they tried to do with the churches. And if you go to an Orthodox church, you see that they're teaching you stuff, but it's the same thing. I know that because being clergy, I have, I don't have it here. I'm going to have to, I used to pull it up and show you. I have the clergy version of the Bible, which has the curriculum in it and what you talk about every month. And it's a five-year turn, right? So they tell you only the same five things in a five-year uh, time period, and then they start over and tell you the same five things again. Have you studied the same five scriptures? The same. That's what they do. So everything is themed, uh, just like in school. There's a curriculum, and they teach, like last year, September was, uh, the entire month was uh, relationships. So the first week was was men versus women, how men should be in the proper way of being in a relationship with a woman. Then the reverse of a woman uh, and, and how to relate to us men. And then the third week was how men and women can and need to, uh, to re be relating with each other. And the fourth week was relationships in general with everyone in, around you, family members, friends, strangers, the whole month. Every sermon that month was about relationship and the fellowship of relationship. 
and that's what they do. Then the next month, there's another theme. And the next month, there's another theme. And, and they, they teach those those things. But, you know, back in the day, there was no schools like now. And if there were, they weren't very good. So most of what they wanted you to do was just come to church. And they wanted you to go to church every day. And then they would teach you stuff every day. And um, you would only know what they teach you. And they kept it that way for a long time. Into the modern day, before people started taking Bibles on their own and reading them on their own. They didn't like that. And that's not just the, the, you know, that's the corrupt part of the churches. So, you guys are typing stuff and I wasn't reading it. I was too busy looking at the camera. Right? Yeah. Try, trying to work out what time that presentation would be, but it got sidetracked <laughs> thinking that I'm enjoying this conversation with you, even though. You are 11 hours in my past plus one until until you roll back. That's funny. I I was yeah, I decided not to try and figure it out either. I'll just talk to Aaron and have him fix it. So uh, so uh, Peter says, where is a way you get you can get me on Orion Rising? Yeah, I also need to get you on Orion Rising, right? On the live link on your uh, mobile phone. I can do that on your mobile phone, right? Um, and then you can go live like we did before. Right. So we can still do that. So I'm gonna have to get you back on here too, Peter. I've been threatening to do that. Right. And I haven't done it. So we'll, we'll do that for sure. For sure. Like I said, uh, we're going to do a, a webinar uh, soon. I'm hoping uh, maybe not this month. It might be December um, before we get one up, but I do want to do one before the end of the year and have you on Peter. So we'll work on that. Okay. And we'll get you up. Okay. So they have been trying to Vicky said 1 p.m. Eastern time. <laughs> I think you see, I, I don't think so because that would be too early. Because if it was 1 p.m. Eastern, then it would be three, I'm three hours behind that, right? Uh, but it could be. I'll find out when we talk to Aaron exactly when that's going to be. I'll have him fix that and I'll make sure you guys get to hear about it. Hopefully, I'll get it done before Friday and I'll put it in the chat here or I'll talk about it on Friday so you guys uh, know. So I'll link that as well. Uh, but those tickets are available and um, you guys can take a look at that. Uh, we're trying to get, you know, going that way, but we'll figure that out. Uh, but it's going to be good. I, I don't know how many speakers, but if you figure it's just two hours, 30 minutes a piece, so that's what, four speakers? I know that uh, I know that I'm speaking. I know that uh, uh, Aaron said that uh, Omar uh, Fazi is speaking and two other people, and I was, I'm not sure who, who they were. Aaron might be one of them. I don't know. Um, I know that he's running it. And so it's going to be good because we're all going to be talking about uh, the origins, our galactic origins uh, from different, he wanted to have different, because I asked him, can I talk about uh, the, you know, the spiritual side and what I know, and he knows what I know, because we've known each other for like five years, and, and and he's like, yeah, please, that's what I want. I want people to see things from from different perspectives of, of uh, you know, the, the reality, so that we all have our own choice, because that's what it comes down to, uh, what, you know, the, the, the truths we cling to depend greatly on our point of view. Uh, and that's literally uh, everything, everything that we, we look at. And, and people go, what are you talking about? That's, that's not true. Well, yes, it is. If you're American, you think it's hideous to eat a cat or a dog. Right? But like 60% of all countries on the planet consider that a delicacy. If you're an American, you're okay with eating hamburger. That is offensive to a Muslim. Pork is even more offensive to a Muslim. And we eat bacon and pork and ham and hamburgers. And they're sacred animals. The Hindus, that, that is a sacred animal. The cow is a sacred animal, like a god to them, and we're hacking them up and eating them, cooking ribs, and picking them out of our teeth. And they're over there looking at us going, you're the devil. So it's your point of view 
that dictates what you believe in and your culture, what dictates what you believe in. And we have different cultures in America. It's, it's not legal to have sex with a, a, a minor, someone who is under the age of 18. In some countries, you can marry someone who's as soon as they get their period for women and men, as soon as they have sperm, you can marry them. So you can have people getting married at 10 and 11 years of age. And that's normal. Come to America and it becomes a statutory rape. It's a crime. And they had someone do that. There was a diplomat that, that married an 11-year-old girl in his country. He moved here, and he was trying to get his wife over to this country, and they wanted to arrest him because she was 11. But in their country, that's um, an adult. She's considered a woman not and consensual, not a child. We, we look at the psychological aspect of people in making decisions, not the physical when the universe has decided that men and women are fertile at about 11 and 12. Okay. And when the society is a lot harder to, to survive than now people breed earlier. Right. And that just changed drastically just in the last 200 years in the United States. And, and people don't realize that during the revolutionary war in the United States, the colonies, the colonists who lived here, the average age of the average colonist was 17 years old. 17. The average age of the average American right now is 62. Average age of all colonists who became American was 17 at the signing of the Declaration of Independence. The guys who signed the Declaration of Independence were considered old men. They were in their 30s. Some were in their 40s and 50s, and some of those men lived to be in their 70s and 80s. That was almost unheard of. The life expectancy of the average human in America at the time of the Declaration of Independence signing was 35 years of age. The average age of the average American now is in the 80s. Do you see the difference? So not too long ago in the United States, people were getting married at 11 years old, 12 years old, and starting families, starting plantations starting farmsteads. By the time they were in their 20s, we're just starting to get out from under mom and dad's roof. They were already married and had four kids. Do you understand? And a farm, living their life for 10 years or more as an adult already. So the mindset that you're in dictates your reality around you. This is important. Remember this. And it's backed up in, in the in the in the scriptures in weird places that you would not think, right? If you want to read the most enlightening, well, there's many, but one that will blow your mind more than all the others, I suggest to you to look up the Gospel of Judas, and read that. Okay. Read the Gospel of Judas because everybody has Judas as a traitor to Jesus. Jesus talked him into it. Jesus told him that he should do this, he needs to do this. And why? He was the only person who was the most loyal to Jesus and would not betray Jesus. Therefore, he was the perfect person to betray him because Jesus needed to be, portray to, uh, to be betrayed so that he could be martyred. And he knew that all the others' his disciples would fail. But Judas, who would never betray him, betrayed him because he was not betraying him. He was doing what Jesus wanted. Not only that, <clears throat> not only that, in there, when Jesus is telling the story of creation to Judas, it's another reason why that was taken out of the Bible. They didn't understand it. 
is that it says in there that when the human race, the first humans were created with incorruptible powers. Now, what that means to be incorruptible is foretold in different places in different scriptures, especially speaking about the God, the creation, the, the God, mother and father, uh, Jesus, that they were incorruptible. Okay. Incorruptible means immortal, means most holy, right? So when you have a part of you that is incorruptible, that can't be taken from you, no matter what evil tries to do. So then we, for the first time, hear that the human race was created with incorruptible powers. What are those powers? What are the powers that we were created with that is incorruptible? Okay, and that power is the control over the matrix. We are the creation. We're not just a product of the creator. We are the creator. Therefore, we have incorruptible powers. We have the power over the universe and our reality. Evil people know that. That's why that book had to be taken out. If we were teaching that book, we have to say that Judas was this hideous, evil guy who turned in Jesus for money. Don't listen to him or anything he says. Oops, I hit my microphone, screwing it up again. I apologize. Use my left hand instead of my right hand. So I don't hit it, right? So you have to think that he's evil and dismiss him. He committed suicide. He's nothing. Don't even talk about him anymore. Don't even think about him. Why? Because there's information in the book that Jesus told him that he wrote down that they don't want you knowing. The most important knowledge is that you, me, all the humans were created with an incorruptible power. And then secondary, Judas was only doing what Jesus told him to do. He's not a villain. He's a hero. And he tells Judas that. Right. Well, see, there's the thing, Kevin. It's so funny that you said that. I, when I was thinking about this and talking about what I was talking about, I was immediately Kevin. Welcome, by the way, Kevin Cummings. Kevin's going to go, dude. He committed suicide. That in and of itself is a sin. We really don't have any proof of that. The book of Judas stops at the betrayal. So there's only one book that talks about Judas after that. And they left that one in so that we see, they say Judas committed suicide. That's the same book that calls Mary a whore. Look into that. And now we know Mary wasn't a whore. Why was Mary had to be a whore? Because if she wasn't a whore, you would listen to her because she was equal to Jesus in that time. Women were equal to men in Jesus's teaching. It's the same with Muhammad. But they couldn't have that, so they had to change the narrative. So she became a whore. Don't listen to her. And she was excommunicated from the church and disappeared. Right? Right? Yeah, you're okay. Thank you from Wales. Have a great night. I'll see you. You can always check later and, and finish watching however long we're up. But thank you for being here as long as you were and have a great night. Okay. Talking to Moy there. So we don't really have any proof. It's just like there is no proof. Kevin, we've talked about this. There's no proof that Jesus had even existed, let alone did the things that he did, right? So people have to either, on faith, believe that Jesus happened. Some people say, and I talked about this, I just watched this documentary, that the Romans invented Jesus to control the, the Jews, to control the, the Christians. 
invented Jesus to have the Jesus phenomenon. They did a great job with their homework. Uh, I don't believe that that happened because of reading the different gospels. Um, that is, those people are, are just crazy, right? <laughs> yeah, Kevin's laughing. He's says, hi, Leo. Hi, guys, right? So, so when, and the truth is, it doesn't matter if Jesus exists or not. The message that is there, that is the Jesus phenomenon, is sound, and it is something to listen to. So, in truth, if, if you're hung up on, well, the person has to have proof that they even existed for me to even fathom listening to what they said, why would I listen to something that was fabricated and because every, you do every day? You have no proof, no definitive proof that anything is real because it's not. So you're a little bit more clear-minded thinking than you think if you go, you know, I just don't know about any of this because there is no proof that it, any of it's real. There's not. Because none of what you're seeing and hearing is. This is all fabrication. This is all an experience. This is a movie playing out that we're all a part of and we're reacting to the set instead of us knowing what's on the, in the script. <clears throat> we truthfully do on a higher level, but we have that part of us erased so, we're, so it's new to us and we don't know how we're going to react from moment to moment. That's done on purpose. That is the exercise. That is what the one true creator is doing. Trying to have every possible scenario pop up and experience every possible scenario possible. Boom. Big, huge, infinite amount of possibilities. And then all those possibilities and all those things that are happening are happening simultaneously to each other and in and of itself besides each other and interfering with each other and changing everyone every second of every day constantly because you're constantly being in some way bombarded by someone's energy or actions or words 24 hours a day. Changing you, changing me, changing them. That's why we say learn, teach, teach, learn. Do you understand? So your mindset and your intention places you in a, in a place in your reality, and you either perceive that reality as evil or you perceive it as good because you are one or the other. If you're depressed, you only see depression. If you're angry, you only see anger. If you hate, you're only going to see hatred. If you are in fear, you're only going to see things that scare you or the things that scare other people, <clears throat> right? So that is the first step in knowing, uh, the first step in avoiding a trap is knowing of its existence. You have to realize that, that anything that distracts you from the game, what is the game? The game is to experience. The game is to level up right? We are supposed to experience. We are supposed to level up. We know that that's what we're supposed to do. Even if we don't want to have any part of God in any of that, it doesn't matter because you can just be a good person and you're still leveling yourself up. You're just not, um, you know, spiritual, but you're not evil either. So you're not the opposite. You're being positive, not negative. So there's different variants to that and you're going to have a different life because of it. Your life will be very mundane and you'll be very happy at the end of it uh, because then you'll wake up and realize that there's other stuff that goes on besides just what you thought that it's just for one little life and you're done. Uh, and then you'll get another chance. You might come back and do the same thing over again. I don't know. It's up to you. You're the one who makes that choice. Oh, that's a good question, right? Hold on. Let me close this. That's a good question. Una says, how did destroying Jesus affect Jesus's karma? That's a good question. Um, I, well, I would say for the positive, and the reason that I say that, coming from a religious standpoint or coming from a spiritual standpoint, 
um, because he was venerated and, and risen to the to martyrdom. Do you see? So so the karmic wheel of the universe, uh, you know, he it it his first his crucifixion sent him to hell, but it was designed for that. So the crucifixion, the reason that he went to hell was because he set up the crucifixion. It was suicide. So getting back to Kevin uh, and Judas, if Judas did hang himself, he did it because he knew that he had changed the whole entire course of the of the universe. But he also betrayed the one person he didn't want to betray. So he killed himself, which is also a form of martyrdom. And there is stories that Judas also, but they don't want to talk about that because he had the same journey. Judas went to hell and Jesus came following thereafter. And when Jesus left, he took souls with him that had gone to hell uh, for reasons that they shouldn't have. And you don't hear about that being told too much in the mainstream either. So Judas was saved by Jesus a few days after he turned Jesus in. <laughs> they both went to hell and Jesus took up a portion of hell with him and, and re-venerated uh, and forgave some of the souls that mistakenly got captured uh, into hell or sold into slavery, as it were. Now, we really don't know if any of that existed either, right? But his, but the karma of, of Jesus, uh, you know, the, the wheel of karma turned uh, for the better because now Jesus is being venerated by millions almost billions. Isn't there like 2 billion people who claim to be followers of Christ? So you have to think about the collective energy of those beings uh, on this planet uh, and, and where else in the universe, let's just say on this planet, uh, 2 billion people that are trusting their faith of their immortal soul to you, you're, and you, you have to be worthy of it. You're obligated to be worthy of it. And even if you don't exist and never existed, the idea that was created that becomes you then takes on a life of its own because this is a, a reality that, Jacob, welcome, brother. This is a reality that you live in that's fake. So Jesus being a, a character that was invented that we would call you know a, a non-player character that was invented is still in the game. Do you understand? So Jesus was created in this reality, whether he was real or not, that character became part of this reality. And now people are following that character as if that character was real. So that character has to then become reality for them and come into being and existing, whether that, be, whether that being actually existed or not. Because so many people, we humans with the incorruptible power of creation, have now created that because we believe in it and the majority of the people do. So therefore it is. So even if the Romans invented Jesus, Jesus is now alive in this matrix, conscious and venerated as the savior character. Do you understand? Denise said, I don't think I believe in hell. Hell is what, uh, what we put ourselves through on earth, which is exactly what I was talking about. What are your thoughts? That was exactly what I was talking about in the beginning when I said it's a matter of your perception. You are either in hell or you are in heaven because you place yourself in that situation. My intentions are dark and evil and godless. Therefore, that's my life. That is hell. The definition of hell is the separation from the light into darkness. If you put yourself in that position, you're pushing away the light, you are now in hell. 
So there is no real hell. Hell is a mind. It's a, it's a perception of the mind. So it's exactly what you said, Denise. It's exactly that. It's, it's your thoughts. It's where you're placing yourself. And so we're living amongst people who, who think they're in hell. Because they are. They've put themselves there because of the choices they made and the decisions they made and their ideology. I don't need God. I hate God. God killed my family. Why would God do that? You, you're pointing the finger and blaming. That's ego, right? Egoic thought. You're blaming God for the misgivings of your family who had free will to do. Each individual had free will to do exactly what it is that they chose to do. And there's consequences of that. Sometimes you die. Sometimes even holy people doing good their entire life die. Has nothing to do with God saying, Mack truck, run him over. It's his time. I want him dead. That's not what happens. God's not sitting around controlling 800 trillion, billion, quadrillion people in the universe. Moving chess pieces. It's just not happening. The only way that works is that, that God becomes you and you do whatever you want. And you make the decisions, and you make the choices, and then collectively we all make the decisions and make the choices. And that changes the dynamic of this place. Evil knows that, so they have to take away all knowledge that you might gain that tells you that and make sure you don't remember it and never can learn it. So each time that you're born, you get mind wiped because that's what happens in the baby place. This is the playpen, the baby place, where your first first time you're awake and you go, I am, I am something. Boom, you'd be born a human being here and you're placed in the playpen. And then you have to figure out how to get out of that playpen. You don't like it because everybody's out there doing stuff and you're stuck in there. So eventually you learn to pull yourself upright. Now I'm standing, woo, your arms are getting stronger, your legs are getting stronger because you're doing that more often. Then you start ooh, ooh, try to pull yourself because uh, 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 this is there's a way out. And you, you instinctively know that and you get stronger and stronger until you climb out and fall on the floor and hit your head and start crying. And one of your parents runs in, picks you up, pats you on the back, gets you to stop crying, right back into that prison you go. And you start crying again. Like, ah, just, you know, go to sleep. Well, ignore him. He's going to be fine. And they go off to do their thing. And eventually you learn how to fall out and not get hurt. And then you're on the floor like a, like a, like a turtle upside down or even right side down. Doesn't matter because you can't walk, can't move. And you're moving and moving. And I've seen the babies, see the babies doing that. And their arms are going in and out. And their feet are going in and out. But they're sitting on their stomach and they're not moving. They look like an upside down turtle. But the head's on backwards. And eventually they start realizing that if they can dig in and push, and that's how they start getting to the point where they're sliding across the floor, and then they start crawling. And then eventually they start walking. And then eventually they start running. What is that that I just said to you? That is the beginning of the soul as a baby, and they are trying to become a human being. And that's what we're doing. We start out as that innocent child. Baby can't take care of ourselves. And we have to learn language. We have to learn spelling. We have to learn everything because we know nothing. So then what is it that we're learning? All the knowledge of the universe on a smaller, we're under, here's, the, here's the beginning of mathematics. Here's the beginning of language. Here's the beginning. That's red. Fire truck. Apple. You learn all of these things, and then you start to learn higher things, higher knowledge. In doing so, your vibration changes, and you're becoming what? An adult. When you become an adult, which is what they're trying to keep people from doing. We know this because the IQ test is based on all humans are not maturity level mentally over the age of 18. That's the truth. You can look that up. 
So they're counting on the fact that you're going to be somewhere between 13 and 17 and a half years of age mentally. And that's where they want to keep you. Why? Because if you become the adult and have the knowledge, you understand how the matrix works and you can graduate. <clears throat> because you can see the key, you can find the door, you can figure out how to unlock it because you learned how to do all these other things that gave you the cognitive ability to adapt to your scenario and your surroundings, which is what you're supposed to do, and learn what you need to learn and recognize what you need to learn to learn it to move over to the next level and to graduate from this little prison that we're in that is not a penal colony. Okay? It's not a prison that, that is because we're slaves created by aliens to mine anything. All that's a lie. All that is anything that tells you that you are not free is a lie set down by people who are trying to conquer this planet. They know that we control the narrative collectively. So if all of us collectively believe we're slaves, we will become slaves. Because we have the power of creation, we control this matrix. So if all of us wake up and say, hey, wait a minute. We're not stuck here. We're free. Guess what? We're all free. Because no one can keep us here. Because we are the freaking creator. And we can graduate. It is that simple. All right, Vicky. That was a good time, right? I mean, I got some good stuff out for you. <laughs> right? She said, thanks, Leonard. I got to go. That's okay. You can always listen to the rest of the show and, and, and the, uh, you know, go back in the archives and, and take a look at it. Right? So that, yes, Melissa, so that is what's happening. What's happening is the battle's already won. You guys just need to understand that. It was won the first time the Jesus phenomenon happened, some that we know of, some 12 or 15,000 years ago, because that we really don't have much uh, information that goes past that. Or maybe, we, maybe we do if we're, we're looking at it and being honest. We, we can see 50,000, 60,000. Um, you know, we know about the, the deluge which was 10,000 uh, or the, the ice age, which was 10,000 years ago. We know about the deluge uh, and it was about the same. We also know that there was um, uh, uh, other things that happened uh, that, that like a, a comet that hit the planet and destroyed people. We know that's there. So we know that people existed. Then uh, we have the, uh, the earthquake or the, no, there was the, the, the volcano that erupted that, that wiped out most in, in another time period. So we're going back to 70 80,000 years and there were humans here and they recorded these events. So therefore that information that the, the Jesus phenomenon, the Jesus factor uh, more than likely was continuing back further than we know. We just don't have that memory because they burned all the stuff at Alexandria. Like uh, they burned all the stuff at, at Notre Dame uh, and other places uh, where they burned records around the world in different events. So you can find these uh, most conquering nations immediately burned down all the buildings, all the religious monuments, knocked them all down, built their monuments on top of the old monuments. We see that where the Greeks built shit on top of the Romans, the Romans built shit on top of the, you know, in the same place. You go back to the Hebrews before that, then you have the Saracen, uh, you know, the, the Muslims, and then you come forward, and then you have the, the Hebrews again, and then, you know, then the Greeks were on top of them, and, and they just keep building uh, these sites. Jerusalem is a perfect example of that. So they tried to eradicate everything from their philosophical and, and spiritual and religious practices in all of their history so that they only have the now. Population is easier to control when they don't know anything about where they came from or what they're supposed to know. That's why this stuff was put in uh, these scriptures for the future. And they wouldn't understand it. And every time they found a book they didn't understand, they knew that there was information in there that somebody would understand one day. Therefore, that book needs to not be in the Bible. 
they decided that only books that taught the narrative that they wanted to preach would be those that are in the Bible. So we do know that it was the Romans, Constantine, who, who changed the Bible. So is it possible that two generations before him, Jesus was invented? Very. Is that important to modern-day Christianity? Not really. Talked about that earlier. Doesn't matter. The character was created. If I create a character in World of Warcraft, that character is alive in that matrix. When I die, if I don't erase that character, that character is still standing there waiting for somebody to control it. But the character is. And is it running on its own and doing stuff when I'm not there? I don't know, because when you log in, there's the character. Now you're seeing through the, the eyes of the character. Where they just dancing naked, and then when you like log in, oh cool, here comes the boss. Quick, everybody look busy, and they all you know, got dressed and stood around. I've watched, and then I've noticed. Speaking of that, this is what Vicky's back. Welcome, <laughs> gotta go now. You're back. Welcome back, Vicky. So, I've noticed in that video game. Okay, there's weird things that happen in there that don't happen all the time, but when they do, I go, what the fuck was that? Pardon my language, but. Characters are, the non-player characters are posted in a certain place. And some of them are, are, are moving from place to place, right? And it, and it, it appears random. It's not an algorithm, right? I know a lot about the, the engines that they use. Uh, because one time I went to be a um, app builder. And because, you know, all these people what we had was we had not. Before Windows, when, when you had to write the ones and the zero line, go to this line, go to this number, and, and, and then that would start creating a program. So I had an understanding of that early on. So when you come forward to all this stuff, now it's just plug and play. But they get better at it. The skin gets better. The, 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 um, the, the motion becomes more human-like. Um, the, the look of the characters start becoming more human-like. Um, and I love that, that the details of that. But I also know that the characters are supposed to be in a certain spot, and um, I have been moving really fast from one area to another. Like, for instance, in uh, uh, in in the World of Warcraft, I was outside Stormwind, and I was on my way up uh, the ramp that goes up the mountain to the cave entrance of Stormwind, and I was blazing along in the air on my mount, which is uh, I was doing like 300% speed, so it was the fastest mount you could have. And I come flying in, swoop down, and I land on the ramp. And when I do, I look ahead at the characters and I see that none of them are actually in place where they're supposed to be. And they're running to the spot where they're supposed to be. Those characters don't move from that spot. That's where they're always supposed to be. But I literally came in and they weren't there. And they literally ran to the post that they were supposed to be standing and guarding from somewhere else. And you only get like a second or two of that movement. And I'm like, wait a minute, what were they doing? It seemed like three of them were standing around talking. <laughs> Like as if it was real and no one was there at the time and they were standing where they could see anybody coming and they were talking to, oh, yeah, did you see that game last night? Yeah, that was pretty cool, man. What are we going to do with the, you know, hey, that, that one guy over there in that bar last night almost got me into a fight. Yeah, I almost got into a fight with him too. Shit, here comes somebody. And then they all run back into place to their stations. I've seen that happen more than once on more than one occasion in different places in that game. Where the people, you catch them off guard and they're supposed to already be in that position. You're supposed to find them in that position because that's where that character always is. The guard stands right here. Why was this guard over there talking to that guard and had to run over here when I came into view? That shouldn't happen. It's a computer program. They're not alive. They don't have free will. No one plays those. They're non-player characters. 
yet they were not in their regular place and I caught them moving and I wasn't drunk or stoned while doing this. And I made a point to pay attention to that now. And I, so I, I memorize everything. I mean, you know, you have to, when you're playing a game, you had to memorize the terrain just like you do in real life because you literally, literally are flying around in a territory and going from, you know, mountains of snow to the ocean to whatever. So you, so you start memorizing where certain people and guards and places and who's the guy that sells that stuff and where's the barmaid and where's the, the, the you know, where's the bank and the inn. And so you know where all that is and you know all the people who don't move. And then when you find them in, not in the place they're in, and they're staying within the bounds of that matrix. They don't just disappear from where they were and go poop right where they're supposed to. They're running into place. So there's something about the AI in these video games that is that is sentient in some way. Not just being controlled by humans or the program that has that little teeny guy stand there as a guard doing nothing ever. There would be no reason for him to move, yet he was moved, and I saw him, and he ran into the place where he was supposed to be at. So that's stuff that you have to ponder and pay attention to, because that's the chink in the matrix that shows you that it's not real, but then it's a little bit more real than you think it is at the same time. That's the reality that we're in here. It's no different than that reality there. And that's where you have to, that's where the understandings come. You, you, once you realize that what you're seeing and what you're doing is through the eyes of this avatar and this avatar is not you, you occupy this. Again, that raises your vibration. And then you start fathoming something that's higher than yourself. You start understanding that there might be something higher than myself. I might be higher than myself here. That is when you start growing up. That is when you start to to graduate from being a child to being an adult because you're starting to think like an adult and you're using adult thinking in your decision making, not childlike anymore because you have a realization that I am more than just this. Because I am more than just this, I want to climb out of this playpen. Do you understand? And it starts from when we're born in the playpen and your entire life is another resemblance, reflection of that playpen and that journey to start to crawl the circle off, start to live. Then, once you do all of that, you start to become the adult and you have an option to teach. And you realize that when you get there. Once you get there, you realize I have to have people that are behind me to get to where I am. You're thinking the adult in the room. The way I'm. It's, no matter what you get, you don't want to be part of that and compare that hate God. You hate you because everything's just bad and, and hurting us. Me. Therefore, then you end up doing drugs and stuff more than you would if you were just a regular person or a non, you know, somebody not addicted to have the all point of view, so in and of and around us at all, and no animal off a long ways to get to there, to circle back. So now it's muffled, probably because I was banging the stupid microphone again. I don't know. Oh, I'm also having a little bit of a Wi Fi problem right now. I just looked up and I'm actually on one bar, so that's that's probably the problem. Uh, it'll pick up in a second, and the Wi Fi will come back. Um, it, it's been weird, or uh, uh, it usually is, <clears throat> uh, you know, around here because of the military. So I apologize 
if my microphone now it should be coming back here what i'll do is i'll mute my, and then unmute and see if that helps um but i also just picked up full strength on the wi-fi so i'm sure my voice hopefully now is better if not then the microphone's tripping okay <clears throat> so yeah so as soon as you said that i looked up and i had one little bar on the wi-fi and now i have a full uh, full rack back up to four, four full bars, right? So I apologize that my microphone was, yeah, it's better now. Right? <laughs> so I apologize that my microphone was tripping there for a minute. That was my Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi dipped down and the algorithm dipped, dipped back up now. So, so spiritualism versus non-spiritualism is literally going to be your state of mind. If you're spiritual, you're going to surround yourself with more spiritual beings and your friends, your family, and everyone. And if you're not, you're going to surround yourself with, with other beings that are not. They're just as like you. So you're going to be more lawless. You're going to be more, more aggressive. You know, you're, going to, you're going to go down that dark path, fear, aggression. Right, anger, fear, aggression, envy, all the egoic mindset. The ego tries to keep you a child because the ego is a child and the ego wants to be heard. And the only way you're going to listen to the ego is if you're a child like the ego. So the ego can tell you they're not really your friend. They hate you. You're nothing. Without me, you would be nothing. And I am the one that's everything to you. And that's what the ego is trying to do. The ego is trying to drag you down. <clears throat> that's the job of the ego. And without it, we don't learn because we don't have that, that evil chasing us. So we have to have both good and evil. And that's a hard pill to swallow when people, you know, uh, go down the path and start learning. They get angry at evil and want to fight it. And, and I keep telling them, you know, that's not how you win against evil. That's what they want you to do is engage them in a battle. That's their, that's their wheelhouse. You're now on their court. You're playing their game. They invented that game. You can't beat them there. You can't beat them with that game. So what you have to do is change their game to fit your game and stay on course. And if you do that, then you can win in, in combat like through peace because that's the opposite of war. And people on this planet have learned that, and that's why you have people assassinating those people, Mahatma Gandhi, Martin Luther King, John F. Kennedy. Stephen Biko. That's just in this modern era in the last 60 years. Last, yeah, 60 years. Many people before that had that happen to them. Jesus, Mohammed, right? Had that happen before them, but it's the same. So peace is the way. Love is the way, right? All you need is love. The man was preaching. So your mindset determines your reality. Your reality then is reflective of your soul. So if you don't like your reality, you need to find what is the common denominator. Right? The common denominator of my life is shit. It's my decisions that I've gotten into shitty decisions. My life sucks because I've allowed other people to make shitty decisions for me or control me. My life sucks because I chose this life, right? Everything that happens to you is your decision unless it's something that's random. I got in a car accident and lost my leg. I had no, no choice in that. It just happened. Well, how did that happen? Where did you go that day? And what were you doing that got you into that? And sometimes there's a learning curve where you go, oh, yeah, I was going to buy dope. Or, yeah, I was high at the time and crashed. 
So sometimes it is still your fault <laughs> because of your decisions. Other time it's not. It's out of your control and you can't do anything about it. Hating God or being mad at God because something happened to one of your loved ones or you is you hating yourself because you're the one who did it to you. God doesn't set your plan down. God doesn't control everything you do. You control where you're going to be born, who you're going to be born to, and, and how you're going to be raised and where, when, by whom, all of that dynamic to become what it is that you're trying to become as an adult. You set that up with your guides before you even are born. And the souls who give birth to you are also part of your surroundings even then. And you make promises to each other to meet up in the lifetime, to stay together, to help each other, to love each other and support each other, or the opposite, hate each other and be, and because be, you need to learn that lesson. My father has to leave my mom before I'm born. I never get to know who my real father is, or he comes back and he's a piece of shit. All of those scenarios are scenarios that are being played out to teach us lessons and to give the, uh, the one true creator another version of another experience. So not only are we doing them, we're, we're free to change anything that we want. In fact, encouraged to change anything that we want because anything that's different from the last scenario or any other scenario is exactly what we are looking for. So we're thrill seekers that, have, that don't remember that we're thrill seekers, right? And then some people become conservative. And I don't want to have any of that craziness go on in my life, man. And that's okay because you don't have to. You probably did it a different life. So to be angry at evil is to defeat the purpose of evil being there. Evil is there to make you run and know the proper course of where I should go. And that's to the good side, unless I am truly evil. But your choice is your choice to decide here, because this is the first place you have that choice, because it's the first time you are, and you know that you are. Okay? And that's where the whole purpose of this experience is. So to be distracted from that and allow yourself to be distracted from that and know that you're being distracted. Once someone points out that you're being distracted or distracting yourself, it becomes your choice and you're the one who's putting your head in the sand and I don't want to hear about it. La, 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 close my ears and it'll all go away. But it's not going to go away because you designed it from the beginning to be this way. But why would we choose a difficult life, Denise says? I know to learn and grow and get, I get that, right? So why don't we keep, why do we keep coming back? Because there's certain things that you actually have to learn, first of all, and understand, and you set down all of these things that you have to learn and understand before you can graduate. And then what happens is even those people, this is where they say, this is where they tell the lie, the evil people tell the lie, and they say, well, that's because you're in a penal colony and you're trapped there. And there's these traps outside. And when you leave your body, they catch you and zap your soul and make you come back into the human body. And they lie to you and tell you you're on some secret uh, 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 mission to help people. There's the lie with the truth. Okay. The lie is you don't have a choice. The truth is you don't have a choice. Let me explain that. You're not in a penal colony. But, however, when you do graduate, you actually understand what's happening. And when you do, when you do, you die and say you're reflecting now on your life and you've learned those things you're supposed to learn. You can now graduate and then you look around and you say, wait a minute, these people on this planet are stuck and they're not graduating. Why? 
because the evil that is on the planet understands how the matrix works and they've taken control of the narrative and they don't let anyone ascend to the place of being able to ascend or graduate. So everyone who does graduates and says, I have to go back and help. I am an adult. I am obligated to help the children. Because you're in service to others, not in service to self, you're then going to say, I need to go back. Well, what are we going to learn? Well, I might as well relearn what I've already learned because there's nothing more for me to learn. I can't go back and have a boring life. I have to have something to do until I wake up and realize that I have come back. So I need those things in my life that's going to lead me back to the position faster than the last life and wake me up quicker so that I remember I'm here on a mission to help people. That's the truth. But the little lie they tell you with all of that truth is what people get hung up on. No, penal colony, traps, soul traps. You don't get to go away, but you might even have that in a near-life experience. And then they like to lie to you and say, well, then you're not going to go to heaven when you graduate. You're going to find yourself going back to where you came from. See, because you were in a prison colony, exiled to this prison from that place. There's the lie with the truth. Heaven is a state of mind, not a place. But the the religions have corrupted the ideology of heaven, and they tell you it's a place you're supposed to be going to. It's not. It's a state of mind that you're supposed to be going to. Heaven is wherever you are because all of this is the creation of the Lord, is the creation of the Creator. Therefore, this is heaven right now. Wherever you are is heaven and hell. So there is no heaven for you to go to when you graduate. You just go to the next reality. But they lie to you and they say, you might even catch a glimpse of that before you were convinced to come back. And that's them catching you before you're going back to where you were came from when you were imprisoned. And then they trick you and say, you're on a secret mission. You have to go back down there and help. And so either way, whichever scenario you have of, of releasing your soul and possibly graduating, they, they take away the, the responsibility of an adult and promise to help people because you're in service to others bounds you to want to come back here and do it all over again to help the people that are here until the majority of the people here can can topple their uh, changing of the of the matrix back to normal where people can graduate whenever they're supposed to right now that's not happening it hasn't been for a long time so uh, out of all the people that are here it just keep they just keep returning and then they make up these legends of, and then and near the end times, but this is all true. Near the end times, every soul that has ever walked the earth will all be there at once. That's how our population went from 2 billion in 1984 to almost 8 billion in 2021. But it's not, it's, it's not that all these other people that are here now were here before and they were in purgatory somewhere. That's part of the corruption that they try to tell you, that your, your soul was stuck until God let you walk the earth again. That's not true. Most of these people that have shown up here now that for this population explosion are people that are coming here to help and some people who are coming here just to witness this event because of how beautiful this event is. When it gets to the point of, of bubbling over that seminal point to the point of no return, when everyone's going to spontaneously wake up and go, wait a minute, who put that there? Wait a minute, there's a door here. It wasn't here a minute ago. 
Was that door always here? And some people are going to go, yeah, 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 that door's been right there in front of you the entire time. I keep pointing at it, telling you there's the door. And you go, where? I don't see a door. Because you're in denial. You're not there. You're not as an adult. You're not ready to see the door, let alone find the key. So you got to find the key. Then you got to see the door. Then you got to find the door. You got to put the key in the right key. Look, it opens. But you can only do that if you are looking for the key. That was the dichotomy of the Pirates of the Caribbean when he was mixing up their brains. When he was like, what's this? And they're like, it's a drawing. He says, yes, but what is it of? It's a drawing of a key. What do keys do? They unlock things? Yes. So we're looking for the box that this key unlocks. Now, why would we do that? We have to have the key. Why would we look for the thing that, uh, that, the, box, that the key opens without having the key first that opens the box, which we don't have? Do you remember that? Right. So he didn't want to tell them the truth. Yes, we're looking for this key and this box, but that is the key that unlocks the box that has Davy Jones's heart in it. And we're going to open that and stab Davy Jones's heart. That's what he wanted to do to become immortal. He couldn't tell us, screw that. They'd be like, you're crazy. We're not going up against a God. Right. So he, he, he got them baffled them with bullshit. And they were like, okay, so we're looking for this key then. Yes. Right. And they still had no idea what they were doing or why they were doing it. He kept that a secret the entire time. And very few people ever figured that out. We did as the audience because we knew what was going on. So, so that's what they do. They, they baffle you with bullshit. They give you uh, some truth and then they lie about something. So the answer, long answer to your short question was, we continue to come back because we have that obligation. Once you become an adult and you realize it, you're not going to leave all these souls behind who don't know because it was taken from them. So then you say, okay, I got to go back. And in doing so, you get extra credit, obviously, every time you return because you're you're putting your soul in jeopardy. You might get stuck here again and not wake up and just go through life regurgitating and, and not learning enough to graduate, never finding the door and you die. And the universe is still trying to give you the door and the key. And you're not looking for that because they don't let you see it in the matrix. Do you understand? So only those people who are become enlightened and have the eyes to see and the ears to hear those are the ones that have grown up past the age of 18. And usually when you see those people, you go, wow, that person's like really wise. It's because they're an adult now. They're geniuses because your IQ now is above the age of 18, which means that you are, as far as their IQ test is concerned, you're actually a genius. You're not. You're just an adult. But that is genius when you're living with a bunch of children. Do you see? <clears throat> so thank you, Melissa. She said, you saying this makes me feel good. And thank you, Denise. She said, thank you. Right? When you said witness, I felt happy. Right. Right? So that, that's important. That knowledge is important to know. And it's harder in the beginning because you don't know that the matrix has been taken, taken over by those people. And that's why they keep burning our, our history. Whenever we find new history and it starts telling us about the matrix, they got to eradicate it, get rid of it, discredit it in some way. So no one's going to want to believe anything Judas says because all they were told was Judas was sold your Lord to death then killed himself because he was a coward, right? And the woman who Jesus couldn't have been married to because she was a whore, right? But according to the religion at the time, Jesus had to be married to someone, right? And and in their language, she was his, his uh, companion. 
And in those days, 2,000 years ago, companion meant spouse. What we use the word spouse now, and the meaning of the word spouse is literally the word companion in the language that they spoke. So Mary was Jesus's companion. And now my phone's ringing. Who it is? I don't know, just an incoming call and then nothing happened. Hopefully my mother didn't answer it. <laughs> okay, I'm going to have to get off here. Got to figure out who was trying to call and make sure that my mother's not blatherskiting on to some stranger on the phone. So maybe that was just Mike to shut up and, and uh, get off of here, right, and stop talking about this. So, okay. So, guys, that's the long and short of it. I just gave you the keys. I showed you the key. I showed you the door, honestly. I did. I told you that. And so the difference is, is your is your ideology, your belief in what or non-belief in something. So if you're spiritual, to, to sum all this up, if you're a spiritual person, you're going to surround yourself by people that are like-minded. You're going to have a better uh, time in life. People who are religious or spiritual go to church and practice that or read about it and, and become spiritual. They, you make better decisions and you get those people out of your life that are negative. You see them now. It becomes clear to you and you go, wow, that guy I thought was my buddy and he's like evil. He's been keeping me down. I need to get rid of him. Sometimes that happens, unfortunately, if you are if you uh, wake up and you're past the age of 18. Sometimes you wake up and realize your spouse is not the one you're supposed to be with. And sometimes they do that for you, and they don't want to have anything to do with you. right? And that's, that usually is because you're growing apart. You're, you're now growing, if you're in a positive way, away from them. They don't like that because they don't want, they like things the way they are. Some people that are evil want it to be this way forever, man. I like this. I'm in control. I can abuse you. I can abuse other people around me because they're, they're evil. That's what they do. And then the people who are completely just, you know, atheists, they want it to stay the way it is too because they don't want to have to have responsibility to take credit for their own actions. Right. And they just want to live life. And so their, their life is that way. But like I said, if they're evil, then they're going to be surrounded by it. And if they're not and they're just an atheist by choice, they're going to be fine because they can still just have the great life and just become as, as holy as anyone else. It's just a matter of being positive, not negative. So you're either in service to self or service to others. And if you don't choose either, well, I'm neutral. I like to be neutral. That's because you like to be evil as well as you don't want to be totally evil. Because there's ramifications of that. So you want to pretend to yourself that you're walking this line, right, between good and evil. You can only do that in energy. You can't do that in personality. Do you understand that? You have to pick one side or the other. After that, you can utilize the energies equally. And if you're not doing evil with the dark energy, it's not evil. It's turning the dark energy to a positive. It's only when you do something that is dark and is, and you know that it is. You know it's wrong to lie about that person. You know it's wrong to treat that person badly. You know it's wrong to, to steal or rape or murder or burn things down. You know these things. But once you choose to bypass that and go, screw it, that's when you've chose to do evil. That's when you chose that. And it happens when you get down, we start going down that road. Things start getting worse and worse and worse, and pretty soon they escalate. And, they, and people go, that doesn't happen. No, it does. Really, it does. I was studying at one time to be a profiler for the FBI and the psyche, the psychological uh, ramifications of decisions and where you go with those decisions uh, and how things change and affect you as time goes becomes addictive. And that's the descent. So once you start down that slide, it gets harder to climb back up. And some people get out of that mess because they realize they started going down that world. And then some people never do and they just love it and they're just going to stay there until, until they burn out and die. 
right? And they, then they have this ideology of then I'm going to possess someone's soul and take over their body and still live here. That just doesn't happen. That just never does happen. That just happens in movies because reality is not set up that way. So then you have to start over again. And then if you come back as evil again, guess what? <laughs> so Una says, Leo, did you know that George W. Bush classified a site in Montana? No one is allowed to know about the site. I, I, would, I wouldn't doubt that. I wouldn't doubt that at all. He's part of the cabal, the, the Clintons, the, the uh, uh, Bushes, the Reagans. All those people were controlled by the cabal, Obama. Um, and, and Trump in some ways, but he's, he's anti-cabal. That's why they're trying to do everything you can do to discredit him. Uh, I would, I would, uh, look at Donald Trump as being treated like Judas right now. Right. And Judas is, it was a lie. But then again, I have also heard getting back to the whole Jesus phenomenon that, um, that Jesus was resurrected through blasphemy. So that, so there is a, a question of the creation of Jesus Christ being blasphemy meaning that he was invented by evil people for evil doings. Uh, and then, moreover, that he wasn't, uh, uh, didn't rise, and he was risen through blasphemy. Somebody made the story up and said that he rose uh, to heavens. Either way, it's turned out that that's what has now happened to that character. So whether it be blasphemy or not, it still became part of our reality. Therefore, it is now in effect as that character. So if Jesus was invented, Jesus is now a thing in this reality and more than 2 billion people believe that story to be true. And Jesus is the way. So it doesn't matter that if, if it's, if it was invented, there was a wise English man. I don't know who it was. When I was a kid, I heard the story. He said, if there was no God, we would invent one. And that's the truth. So, because we need that. So if there is no God, then there is no creation because we are the creator, right? Then without that, we don't exist. So there, there has to be something there for us to exist. Therefore, you know, I think, therefore I am. Therefore, if, I, if I'm here and we're thinking and we're pondering, even if we made it up, we came from something and that's the best that we have to offer ourselves right now in this stage of our development. And if it's not that, whatever it is, is going to be even more uh, glorious than what we can imagine now. Because we came from something and we are something. You don't just come into being and just all of a sudden, poof, from nothing. Now all of a sudden you're in being. There has to be some something that happened to create that. Right? So that's the chicken and the egg. We can't understand that concept right now. Going back far enough, it blows your brain up, blows your mind to go, well, then there was nothing first, but nothing is something. It had to be because something came from that. So something had to be there for to begat the something. We can't fathom that nothingness being nothingness than somethingness coming from nothingness that created everythingness. We can't understand that concept here. We say it, but even when we say it, like I just said it to you, when you're thinking on what I say, your brain says, no, no man, that can't have what? That's the, how what got here first, the chicken or the egg. We have to have the chicken to have the egg, but you have to have the egg to have the chicken. What the hell, man? Well, they were all created by some guy. Well, who created him? Would you put that little girl in charge? So, right. So we can't understand that here. We're children here. 
It's not for us. We can ponder it to the forever and ever and ever. Amen. We'll never get the answer to that because we're too young to understand it. We first have to walk and then learn to run, right? So we still have to become the adult. And then we have a long ways to go from there with wisdom, understanding, love, and all the things that we need to learn above what the ability that we have to learn here in this place. And with that, our consciousness gets larger and larger and larger and, and, and bigger and bigger and bigger. And we understand the universe in a way that we can't possibly do it here. So the answers are not going to be made read, readily available to us ever in this place. We can't fathom the answers because we don't have that ability yet. So. Our problem is we focus on the negative. We try to focus on all those things. What was? How did the, the universe get created? We need to know that. We need to go, what's all the way out there in the very, 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 very beginning? When you, when you need to focus on now, here, you'll learn those things in time. But we don't. We go after those things and go after those things and we occupy ourselves over and over and over going, well, it can't be real because there's no answer. There's no answer. Look, here's another question. There's no answer. Therefore, it's not real. It didn't happen. I'm not going to believe in it because there's no answer to, to the question. You can't answer that question because you don't know the answer to that question. And that's the truth. It doesn't mean that the question you're asking isn't the right one. And this doesn't mean that that concept that you're trying to prove isn't real. It doesn't mean that. It just means you do not have the ability to understand it yet. All right. Right? You're taking out, you're taken out of the sea, right? <laughs> One of the first lessons from alchemy, actually, yeah. But that's the, the primordial ooze. That's good that you say that, Melissa. That's the actual, the, the prim, primordial ooze. That would be the ether, the, the, uh, uh, the nothingness. Right, and most of these, uh, um, most of these old tomes talk about that. They explain that there was a thing that was nothingness or darkness, or and that's the ooze, the primordial ooze. That's the the energy that is uh, ambient, maybe. Right? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that, and I don't. I don't know that we will on this planet ever understand that. But yes, right. The first one of the first lessons of alchemy. It's like the egg out of water. Yeah right? You're taken out of the sea. And that's a really good concept, right? That is, it's a really good concept. And a lot of our concepts for the things that we do know are based in the creation. And they're showing you the creation in some way, uh, metaphorically speaking. And that's one of them. So it's good that you brought that up. And I should have remembered that, right? I'm being an alchemist like you and, and, uh, and uh, Rodney, you guys are, are a little bit more adept in that than I am. But I still uh, am not, not, not a certified alchemist, but a, a dabbling alchemist, <laughs> right? Um, so, yeah, right? Okay, so that's, that's, the, that's the creation. Uh, uh, you know, something had to have been from nothingness, uh, had to, with love, make something. But we're not able to understand that yet here. So we we need to then. This is the, the stuff that like my father used to say: only only control the things that you can control. Put your energy into you know put all your eggs in one basket. Put your energy into those things that you can make a difference with. Okay, right now we can't fathom the the mind blowing uh, uh, 
reaches of the universe. We can't fathom the mind-blowing reaches of the of the consciousness of the universe. We can't fathom the, or understand the the mind-blowingness of the creation. Uh, or the creator or the creation of the creator or the universe itself. We can't answer those questions ever here because we're not, we're not developed enough to even see it. We know that there is something there. There has to be, has to be a beginning, but we can't see what it is. So we can, you can spend your whole life uh, making up different scenarios and none of them are going to be true, but you don't know that because you're using a limited understanding uh, and, and limited knowledge. And you're trying to understand something that is, uh, that would be like trying to to tell a, a, a an infant that's three months old trigonometry. They're going to have no concept what you're talking about, but they know you're talking about something. So they know there's something there that you're trying to get to, 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 to get them to understand, but they don't understand a fucking word you're saying. Do you understand that? That's where we're at with the creation. We know that there was something there. We know that something happened, but from here, we can't possibly know that. And in these dusty old tomes, we say that. And many of them, Many of the Gnostic Gospels, you're told you can't know this yet. So that's some of the sacred knowledge that we don't get to know. Well, why? Because we're not supposed to yet. You'll get there in time, but you have to graduate from high school before you can take college courses. You have to graduate from kindergarten before you can take elementary courses. Everything we do in our life is a reflection of, of the universe from beginning to end with the birth, right? <clears throat> there is nothing in the womb, but the womb is something. You wouldn't understand that if you were a fetus. You wouldn't understand that if you were three months old. You don't get to understand how that process works, but it's the same creation, right? There was nothing there. Then the man and the woman both donated DNA that would mix with each other to create another man or woman. And that takes place in the woman and eventually she incubates that until that soul it becomes a baby so before that you're just primordial ooze and you so your cells and then you're splitting cells and they're splitting and they're growing and they're becoming becoming they are being they become human being they became a human then you're born you're now a human but you're a baby human. So for me to look at you as a baby human, you can't even focus on me yet. And my words don't make any sense to you. And for me to then say to you, you are part of God. You have no idea what I'm talking about. You wouldn't understand that concept until you were about four. Three, four you could understand than your parents. We over over our cycle of life, all the answers to look all
plus issues now and my Wi Fi is dipping down a bit. Been doing weird things lately. Okay, so I it two hours now. So there's the difference between having a spiritual life and a non-spiritual life and how it affects you in your reality and what your reality becomes. You need to be aware of that in your life when you're doing things, right? And that, that will change your life. So whether you choose to be spiritual or go or join a religion uh, or not will affect, yeah, because my Wi-Fi is going up. I have two out of the four bars now. So it's going back up uh, in a second. It'll be before. Now it's back to normal. I have a full Wi-Fi again. So I'm sure everything's all better now. <laughs> I apologize for the Wi-Fi dipping down there. Um, so that that's my that's my uh, my my parable on that. Uh, the distraction, all the distractions are to keep you from learning and uh, gaining that knowledge to wake up and become an adult. And uh, then once you become that adult, you realize that you have an obligation to help the children. And so you do anything uh, to help them because you feel bad for them. And that was the, when Jesus proclaimed that on the cross, when they were crucifying him, they had no idea what they were doing because none of them were awake enough to understand who he was and what he represented. So he looked up and said, oh, God, please forgive the father. Please forgive them for they know not what they do. Uh, and, the, you know, in, in that, I was talking about that movie, The Giver, when I talked about that on Friday, and I couldn't remember the name of the movie uh, with Jeff Bridges, it was The Giver. Uh, and the giver was the only person who had all the knowledge and all the knowledge was kept away from the human race uh, in their little compound that they had because they almost destroyed themselves on the planet Earth. And if they didn't have that knowledge, then they wouldn't be able to destroy themselves. They would just live life and be happy. And so that's the way they were living. But they didn't realize that in doing so, um, they weren't growing at all as a race. And the giver realized that. But the information that the giver had now inter being introduced to a new giver caused each giver to um, go crazy because of the power of the knowledge and the hideousness in their minds to the knowledge of the things that are uh, have happened. Uh, for instance, the um, what's his name? The younger Skarsgård was the father and his job was working with the babies. And when they found a child to be imperfect in some way, they would euthanize them, but he did not know that it was murder. He didn't understand that that was wrong, what he was doing at all, because all of that knowledge was taken from him. So he was just functioning like a machine, and this child is defective, so it needs to be uh, uh, released back to uh, the nether. And so he was uh, uh, um, you know, systematically killing Children murdering them, and the, and the new giver, who was his son, saw that and started to freak out. And the giver said, "He doesn't know what he's doing. He has no concept of that being bad in any way. That's the secret that you hold. To for the betterment of the human race, you have to know these things are bad and accept them, so that these people go on with their lives and never know anything bad." To understand uh, another parody of that is in um, Men in Black when, uh, when, um, uh, what's his name, J and K were out there chasing the guy, uh, and and uh, they were they went to the diamond uh, dealer's place and found out that he had been in there, but uh, they didn't, they were like, Look, nobody came in here and stole the diamonds, they were looking for something, it's got to be our guy, and they didn't realize that he was outside. And when they, when they did, uh, you know, realize that they, they ran out there, and and uh, uh what's his name, uh, um, uh, Jay. Um, 
he ran out and started shooting in public and he fired off his gun, which was called the noisy cricket it was a little teeny gun, but it had this big giant explosion. And, and he was like, we don't have any time for this uh, hiding in plain sight bullshit. There's a, a intergalactic uh, interstellar uh, freighter sitting off the uh, you know, warrior ship sitting off earth. And we have 12 hours where they're going to kill us with a death ray, uh, a really in death ray. And we're going to die. And, and Kay looked at him and said, slow down. Listen to me. There's always some intergalactic problem. There's always someone going to destroy the earth. There's always a problem that we're in the middle of and someone's threatening to end all life on earth all the time. This is just the latest one. But the whole purpose of our, of our job is so that these people right here don't know about it. So they can just live their lives and be peaceful and never know the danger that they're in because they don't understand the bigger picture of what's going on in the universe. And that's the exact same thing. Do you understand? And that's what's happening to us. We've been mind wiped and there's this giant big picture of the universe that we don't know and don't perceive because first of all, we got mind wiped to be here so that because we're starting here and we have to be mind wiped so that we learn the lessons of a child to become the adult. After that, once you become the adult, you start becoming privy to those things in the universe that are the bigger picture. And once you see those bigger picture things like Kay and the men in black, you say, we need to shelter them and help them up to this level without giving them the reality of what's happening right now. Blah! Because they're going to freak the hell out if we do. Do you understand? Yeah, and the locker, Melissa said, the locker. That's perfect. Another perfect example. It later on in that movie, or it was the third one. Later on in the in the in the second or the third movie, um, they go over because uh, they keep showing you the ball, right? The universe, and the universe is no bigger than a uh, in the in the with the cats. You know, the the uh, the galaxy is on Orion's belt. Uh, it was an entire galaxy, and it was in the size of a of a of a, um, a marble, uh, hanging off of this cat's neck. But it was an entire galaxy of people living in there. But you know, we always think that a galaxy has to be huge. We don't think of the micro, the macro to the micro, right? The other way around. The 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 no, yeah, the the, the micro to the macro, and that was a micro universe. And then uh, another example in the same movie was when they went over and opened up a locker, which was only like a foot by a foot, two feet by two feet square, and they opened it up. There was an entire world living in that locker, <laughs> entire race of people living in that in that locker. Right. And then at the very end, when they opened up the other locker, this is the what she, I believe, is referring to here. In the very end, they open up another locker and it's us in the entire universe inside that locker. And now you're realizing that there's something out there that is way huger than what we think in our reality. Our reality is a tiny little speck compared to that reality. And then we turned around and found another entire reality that was a tiny little speck compared to ours. And then another one where an entire universe was a tiny little speck compared to our tiny little speck. So your perspective of your universe and your reality is not always what you perceive it to be. There's much more going on is the purpose of all of those analogies and all of those uh, stories, the parables. Everything that I just said to you is the creation of the universe from beginning to end being shown to you in many different ways on television and in movies. And it's the same exact dichotomy. It's the same story 
of creation from the beginning to the end. And it's a matter of perspective. So even though you think our universe, we think our universe is so vast and huge, the truth is this could be one brain cell in the mind of the universe. Our entire universe almost identical for the universe to form more brilliant pathways to think. We cannot sell on brain So I thought I'd blow your brain out. an analogy. You're a thought running around on a little information zipping through uh, someone's brain and you start moving from place to place through reality to reality and you think that you're in a place that is vast and you're inside energy, inside brain, the mind of the creator. Do you understand? That'll blow your mind up thinking about that. Again, same same scenario as all the other ones that I just told you. So your your determination of your universe is directly related to your perception of your universe and your belief of your reality is directly related to your experience therein. Therefore, you're in your own way. You have to get out of your own way. And that means to get out of your own head and open up your mind to the concept of something larger than yourself. That's what all those stories are trying to tell us. Do you understand? All right, guys. Namaste. Now I have a cat who wants out of the office, so he's getting my attention. <laughs> he says, time. We've been in here for a long time, Daddy. Open the door and let me out. All right, guys. Namaste. I love you guys. Um, I'll be back on Friday, and then I'll be back on Saturday because Saturday is the 6th. So Friday will be the, the uh, alien interview uh, at 4 p.m. Uh, USA America time. Uh, and I'm not sure of the start time to the to the uh, event on Saturday. I'll get that hammered out and have that back to you uh, as soon as I can with Aaron because I think he did it backwards. A lot of people do that. He went the other way instead of this way. So I'm not sure of the time, but we'll figure that out. We'll get that to you. Uh, but the link is still there if you guys are interested and you want to come listen to us talk. And you'll hear me talking about the creation story uh, from the beginning uh, and how I perceived it. But I only have 30 minutes, so I won't be talking as long as I have here or any of that. I'll be moving fast. Right. And that way, if you guys have any other questions, you can uh, talk to me afterwards uh, and, we, and I can answer or my next show. Uh, and, and but then again, I'm going to have about, about an hour uh, later in the month on Stephen and Evan Strong's. Uh, I think it's, it's chapter 16, I think now or, uh, or 17, something like that. Uh, and I will be talking there about the creation story again, but in more depth because I'll have about an hour. Unless we're doing like 45 minutes and questions. Either way, you'll learn more about that. If you watched my show last time, you're going to get a lot of that in that because I gave you kind of a tidbit, a little sneak preview. This kind of is as well. Uh, because of all of that is just cyclical. It's just all over and over and over and over. And it's there for you to see if you're, if you're able to see it. It's just there happening in everything from beginning to end in everything all the time right in front of you. You just have to see it. Once you see that, then you start seeing the ones and the zeros and the zeros and the one of the matrix then the matrix becomes simpler to read because you actually know all of that already. All right, guys, I love you guys. Share this out, share this out, share this out. I'll see you guys either Friday or Saturday or next Wednesday. Have a great day. Thank you.